Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Oh, and what a gift the world of rugby league is. It's just given us so many juicy things this week. We're going to talk about Thursday night football and how the mighty Rabbitohs were robbed, I tell you. They were robbed, <laughs> Scott Sattler. Welcome to it. Great game it was, wasn't it? So it was real final standard rugby league and uh, it, was, it sort of says to me that it proved on Thursday night that South can't win the comp and that Penrith will what win it by the length of the straight being without Cleary and Luai and James Fisher-Harris. So, But I'm being a little bit harsh on the Bunnies. I've got to say there was a couple of opportunities that um, – uh, if they were successful in converting those opportunities, not goals, but uh, turning into tries, it may have been a different story. But it was a high-quality match, high-quality. Can I? You're in our Sydney studios and I'm mm. in our Gold Coast studios. Why are you wearing a a, a jumper uh, around your neck like like a private schoolboy? Why Why are you doing that? That's what you do in Sydney. <laughs> On the Gold Coast, I wear my flip-flops. Yeah. In Sydney, you've got to wear like a scarf or some sort of jumper just Beret. around your neck. And Even a beret. if you don't want to wear it. <laughs> and I like the hanky around your neck. That looks good too. Like you've really jazzed and it up. And when you go and order a coffee, <laughs> yes. you say, can I have goat's milk? Yeah. It's not as bad as Melbourne where you order skim yak. Because <laughs> that's the go down there. Do you reckon it'll be the latest one? What? I reckon that'll be the new, the new one that'll come out. It'll be yak milk. I reckon it'll be milk of a spider, a, a tarantula. <laughs> You'll have a factory somewhere in the world where these little hands are milking these spiders just so someone can have a latte. You know, in Bali, I'm going to Bali in three weeks, not counting. Um, Monkey milk, yeah. Yeah, no, people over there drink the coffee. It's it's the poo of some sort of what tree rat. It's bloody just, I don't know what they're doing. People what? Are, people are playing like $80 a kilo for, for, for poo, That's basically. Disgusting. I've had some bad coffees, but I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking that. Yeah. Oh, all the yuppies, they're all there with their Instagram and their fake <laughs> lips drinking it. Speaking of uh, Instagram, maybe, I don't know. What about yesterday or Friday? No, Thursday. I should say when Volandis announced uh, this, did a bit of uh, comedy gold. The commission has been in negotiations now for over a week and they've been extensive and in re- realistically, we only came to a conclusion this afternoon. So we wanted to give it to a city that needs a major football event. And that's why we've gone with Melbourne. Just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was flat, wasn't it, for a little bit there? It was very uncomfortable. Rugby league. I think it's more about his delivery. He should have kept the I'm only joking a little bit longer. He, he, yeah. He disclosed that I'm only joking too quickly. Ah, it's just a go at Gil McLaughlin. Absolutely. I That's don't think people are reading into that. It was. It was a shot at the AFL, and they've always had this uh, great respect for one another, and he would have had a bit of a giggle about it, Gil McLaughlin from the AFL as well. Um, I didn't mind it. I thought, you know, everyone was, everyone was, I suppose, getting hot under the collar about... On Twitter. ...about being away from New South Wales, the, the grand final. is going to go to Queensland or Brisbane, whatever it may be. You know, In the end, I think the right decision has been made. I think it's got to stay in New South Wales. It's good to see um, that. It is good yeah, to see that. Yeah, it is. It is. But I, I Particularly just, New South Wales has gone through a loosen crap. Loosen up, everyone. It's yeah. gone through a crap 12 months. 
And I think he would have done some damage to the NRL's reputation would have been, would have taken a couple of dings. No, it wouldn't have damaged it because we all love the game, but it would have been, oh, this is a bit crap. We've had a crap year. The Premier says he's tipping that $250 million into flood relief and now you've taken the grand final office. I I just don't think it would have went down well. Interesting enough, though, that's come out of this is that uh, they've only got it for – New South Wales only has it for this year, the home of Rugby League. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then it's up for – well, he's saying it could be up for auction a la Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 Negotiations will recommence for future grand finals. It's really now put it on the table for the future – it hasn't been because we were hoping that we'd have an exclusive arrangement with the New South Wales government. Unfortunately, that is no longer the case. What? So um, it opens the door for a, a Super Bowl-type concept um, or, you know, who, who can ever give us the best deal for the game. What? Well, I'm not sure I like this. I hate it. I well, hate I think- it. Why don't you like it? Because I, I love the Super Bowl, as you know, and as you do as well. You love your Dallas Cowboys. But... Mm. Um, we're not the NFL. I, I know it's from a revenue point of view. It's who can come up with the most amount of money. But I don't want to see the game played on the western, on the western um, coastline of Australia. I think it's this, this is primarily a, an eastern seaboard and New Zealand game and Fiji and all the Pacific Islands and Papua New Guinea. I think we. I think rugby league just continues to build that. Now I. I don't want to see the NRL Rugby League Grand Final go to Melbourne on the Eastern Seaboard. I want to see. I want to see it, if anywhere, only in New South Wales. And if for whatever reason we have to, we have to go to Suncorp Stadium. Well, so be it, like we did last year. But in an emergency, I am like a lot of AFL fans. I'm and a lot of rugby league fans. I believe in tribalism. I believe in the nostalgia and the historical components of the game, and that is making sure you pitch your flag each and every year that everyone knows that all roads lead to the one location to go mm. and watch the biggest game of the season. It's a good call, Sats. And honestly, I don't want to see, I mean, Western Australia, that's, yeah, that's a good example. But I don't want to see it in Melbourne either. I don't want to see it at the MCG the weekend after the AFL Grand Final. I don't want that to happen. Now, what I, what I will say about Peter Volandis and what he made a really good comment Overnight, he said, "Listen, I'm here to fight for the code. If I if I don't fight for the code, there's no use me being here." So, I get it that he's trying to fight for the code from a, a revenue perspective. The bottom line looks so healthy when you've got Perth or Adelaide or Melbourne mm. or even Brisbane bidding for this this big game. Um, so, if he's going to bring more money to the game, um, I can see where his angle is coming from there. But we've got to be able to, you know, we've got to be able to keep it in New South Wales, mm. and for whatever reason still be able to maintain a, a high level of revenue taking for the game. Well, the reason, though, that he was going to shop the grand final around, let's not lose sight of this, was because the New South Wales government was reneging on the, the extra $250 million to upgrade certain stadiums in, in Sydney. Now, why would the New South Wales government now, because they've paid extra to have the grand final this year in cash, what, why would they now put their money into those grounds if they're not guaranteed of getting grand finals in the future. Mm. And and so uh, I think by showing his hand this early, I think he's lost that deal as well. And 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 so be it. He's got to live by that. He's got to explain to the Leicarts, to the – it was a Cogra, it was also Belmore, I think, all those grounds as to – and Brook, Brookie, uh, why they're not getting their upgrades. It also comes back to communities, but and your local – 
your local councillors, your local state members of parliament that are in those areas as well. So it'll come down to them fighting for those those upgrades, but also for Dominic. We don't want to get too political, but for no. for New South Wales government, it's also about engaging with communities, which is really important. So upgrading those those grounds, those community grounds, is very important. Well, well to the Sats, government. they don't have to be rugby league grounds. I can tell you, he's going to be all over this like a kid on a smarty. Is the AFL? Mm. They'll they'll come in and they will grassroots level is where it's all at for them, right? Get them yeah. young and keep them in the game. They'll, they're likely to come in and do something with the New South Wales government. Go, hey, listen, we'll go 50-50 on upgrading suburban grounds. We're all for that. Let's do it. If you haven't got that deal anymore with the NRL, we'll work mm. with you. And we'll work out a way to make the game bigger in New South Wales. They've got to be careful, the NRL, because you're not the be-all and end-all, Peter Volandi. So just that's my two bobs worth anyway. Hey, uh, Adam O'Brien has spoken to News Corp saying he needs to get tougher on the expectations of the players. O'Brien was quoted to say... At the end of the day, the buck stops with me. I need to drive tougher standards and get the guys to where I need them to get to. Like, mm. isn't that a bit late? Shouldn't you establish uh, that from day one as a coach? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to draw a line in the sand from, from day one. Not only you as a coach, but alongside your general manager of rugby league. Now, one of our very good friends, Danny Badiris, I mean, he never, ever took a shortcut. Everyone knows where you stand with Danny. Nicest guy in the world off the field. But if something is very important to him, you know where you stand with Danny. So um, with Danny Badiris and also Adam O'Brien, you know, they've got to be on the same page. And obviously they haven't been. I'm only reading between the lines here. If, if the, the players seem to be basically running the, you know, running the operation there at Newcastle, well, you've, got to get, you've got to get to the bottom of it straight away. Now, the thing that is... I suppose saving Newcastle here is they've made a move to bring in Peter Parr as their director of rugby league, which is a really good move because so they get the ability to start again. Adam O'Brien has the ability to say to Peter Parr, Pete, I need you to wear the black cape. I'm going to support you. But because you're new to the organisation, you don't have relationships here. Yes, it may have got out of hand for too long and you know, staff work up really good relationships with players and sometimes it's really difficult to to come down hard on them. Pete, I need you to be that person. And that's exactly why he's been brought into the organisation by Phil Gardner. He's going there to ruffle some feathers and make yep. some real serious decisions about the club moving forward because the game is not healthy when Newcastle is not successful. They're mm. one of the greatest rugby league fans that we've seen in the, in the history of the game. Uh, even when they didn't have a team in the NRL before New South Wales Rugby League before 1988, They've always produced some of our greatest rugby league players of all time and have been great supporters of regional rugby league, Newcastle. So they need to get it right, and they'll get it right with Peter Parr alongside Dana Badiris making the really tough decisions. On Kalen Ponga and Kurt Mann, he said he was really disappointed in the actions of Kalen, and he is the right person to be captain of the Knights. I, I, I don't know. Just hearing that, oh, I'm disappointed in Kalen. What punishment is that? They've brought, they've brought the club into disrepute. Now, in what way? Well, being out and getting drunk and well, if, that, if that's the story, and we're hearing conflicting stories, by the way, that his father, Andre, said that he was in the toilet, he'd bought a house, he'd celebrated too hard, he was vomiting, his mate went in to get him and they got out. And then when the camera was on, Kurt Mann bolted. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd be putting mm. my hand up going, hey, I helped my mate. How good am I, you know? But, and then uh, people working at the club, the security and staff at the club said, no, they weren't drunk. They're only there for about 25 minutes, 35 minutes. Um, but they weren't, they weren't intoxicated. So 
if there is more to it, and you hear words like, oh, we're disappointed, but he will stay on as captain. I'm disappointed because it tells me there is no discipline in that club. Well, the only disappointment that they could have on him is that he is going through uh, head concussion protocols and that he's drinking. Now, internally, we don't know what their rules are around that. You'd think that the NRL have covered all those bases with every club that are going through different stages of protocol. You'd like to think that Kalen wouldn't be engaging in alcohol. That's the only thing he's guilty of at the moment. Uh, I liked it, the NRL, because let's get let's get it straight. Everyone's thinking straight away, two men in a cubicle, there's some sort of illicit drugs involved, whatever it may be. There's no evidence and, of that. And there is no evidence. No, there is no evidence of that. It's only allegations of them. It's not even allegations. It's just a mindset of people. But the NRL have gone, you know what, we're going to target these two players. We're going to drug test them. We'll come back with a decision. And we'll know what the final re- report of that de- what the final report will be. Um, no, we won't. Will we? Well, if if the NRL have found that that any player is engaged in any sort of illicit drugs, whatever that may be, you'd like to think that they would suspend them or fine them or and both. But we'll, we'll find that out in the coming in the coming days and weeks. Whatever but is that, that, that behaviour though of your captain? You've had the the worst year. Like it's been a terrible year. This is the team that made the top eight last year. Yeah, they went out in round one. Are you saying him being out having a few drinks? Well, getting blind. If well, that, that's that that that's according to his father that he had way too much to drink and he was vomiting. Is that a good look for the club? Is that a good look for the kids who look up to stars like Caelan Pong and go, "I want to be like that guy." When well, you're a captain of a footy club, don't you carry a certain amount of responsibility, Sats? Yeah, but there's no reports of him being any sort of misbehaviour because of. Because That's, of his intoxication, whatever. At the moment, I'll tell you this right now. We had a captain at Penrith by the name of Craig Gower, <laughs> okay. And when he was named captain, everyone sort of looked at each other and said, "What?" Because it's no secret, Gower loved a great time. Yeah, yeah. He was the life of the party, and when he became captain, he continued that, okay. But when he trained, he trained harder than anyone else. He represented the club brilliantly throughout the week. Whenever we had to do promos, and when he played, he played harder than anyone else. So, you know, you look back at the, on that, and I look back on what's going on with Kalen at the moment. If it is only alcohol that's involved and he's gone out and had a few drinks and he's allowed to, play on. Go for your life. But if he's breached protocols around concussion and he is a marquee player for that club and the future of that club, well, the club's got to come down hard on him. Simple as that. But for him to go out and have a beer if he's allowed to under the, the concussion protocol. He didn't have one beer, mate. But the security at the establishment has said they weren't intoxicated. Well, his father's saying he was. Who's telling the truth out of all of this? All we can be based on at the moment is the people that are at the licensed facility, licensed premises, that were observing these guys while, you know, while engaged in consuming alcohol. So, right. Well, they're only there for 35 minutes. They could have gotten drunk somewhere else. I mean, I sometimes preload before I go out. What? Your seltzers. I'm bringing, I'm bringing off the bench into disrepute. Anyway, the sa- fact that we're talking about it, Sats, is not good for the club. And as a well, captain, you wouldn't expect... Mate, oh, Cam well, Murray wouldn't good. go out and do this. It's not good because there's so much exposure on players these days. And, and I, I don't see Cam Murray. To- I don't see Cam Murray doing this. I don't see Adam Reynolds doing this. I don't see Tino Fasua Malawi doing this. Let's roll through. I don't see King Gutho doing this. 
Maybe you know what no, I mean? Maybe there's I, no cameras available at the I time. I see Cleary doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Just dancing yeah, that's with a right. random group what's, of girls. What's more embarrassing, being in a, uh, a uh, toilet cubicle with another male yep. or TikToking? We'll leave that one with you, listeners. We'll, leave, we'll let you to decide. I'm on going this. TikToking every day of the week. It's that time for an Off the Bench Friday Night Preview. Yeah, uh, a big game. Uh, the Storm at home at Suncorp uh, taking on the Broncos. They've got an amazing, amazing record at Suncorp Stadium, haven't they, yeah. the Storm? They do, and they they actually played their worst game I've seen them play since being under Craig Bellamy's tenure. It was in the grand final qualifier of twenty last year, 2021. They, had the wor- they played the worst game at Suncorp Stadium that I've seen the Melbourne Storm play in big games. And... Uh, but, yeah, you're right. They've had a great record. Uh, the Broncos got back on the winner's circle last week um, and were scratchy at times but did enough to win. Uh, but this Melbourne Storm against Penrith, 16-0 they, they won. The most, I suppose, impressive component that is not allowing the best attacking side in the comp score any points in the Penrith Panthers. But they're still... They still weren't as convincing as what I think Craig Bellamy would like them. But they're definitely very dangerous with uh, Cam Munster at fullback. I think he's even more dangerous at fullback than he is at 5'8". Uh, can we expect Jerome Hughes to play? Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. He'll play halfback, and Nick Meany will play 5'8", and um, and Munster will play fullback. To be quite honest, I say that comment about Munster, but he's the sort of guy that if he had a 13 on his back or if he played you know, any other position, he still mm. wouldn't change the way that he plays. So, mm. yeah, he's, he's definitely... Um, in really good form at the moment, and the Melbourne Storm need to they start need to start sending more messages to the rest of the comp that they're just, they're just not going to make up the numbers in the finals. And this is when you start doing it from you know, these last four or five rounds of the competition. They make me nervous, the Storm. They really do because they are well, they, a very yeah. good rugby league club. Well, they've got a club. They've got a coach that gets them ready for battle. Yeah, and they start playing semi-final brand rugby league a few weeks out, so they're they're battled hardened by the time they get to. To the finals, footy. When what you've got to do in finals, you've got to find something different. And the Melbourne Storm, most times often than not, they do. They find something different. They know, they go to another level. So do Penrith. Yeah. Um, the the Broncos last week did enough against the Knights. Didn't put them away really. No. Mm. I, I'm concerned about their form now. I, I, this well, that, that win basically secures a place in the finals. Where they finish, we don't know, but. They're certainly not playing the type of football they were playing earlier this year. Do you think with all the youngsters in the team as well, do you think Origin has, has burnt them out yeah, a bit? It's it's a good observation, Jace, because um, I feel as though that even though they're going to play finals this year, and listen, everyone wants to win the comp, but if the Broncos get knocked out in week one of the finals, it is a huge improvement of where they've been the last couple of years. Yeah, and Kevy yeah. has improved as a coach himself. He's really developed as a, as a good coach. So... This year is a success so far. You just want to continue to build on the success and get closer to the grand final. But in saying that, I think you're right. I think a lot of these young players are now getting to, you know, 40, 50, 60 first grade games. They've had to back up week in, week out. Guys like Jordan Rickey and Kobe Hetherington, uh, Thomas Flegel, all these young forwards have had to play a lot of rugby league now. They're just starting to get a little bit weathered and looking for that break. Yeah. Um, this is where... I know it, it stopped traction, but the AFL having that week off after the last regular season round... Evens it out, doesn't it? It just gives the ability for players who've got a few niggling injuries yeah. or feeling a little bit fatigued and lethargic. It, yeah, allows them just to freshen up a little bit.
Looking forward to the battle of the big man, Payne Haas and, and Je- yeah. Jesse Bromwich uh, as well. That's tonight, 7.55, the Broncos and the Storm at Suncorp Stadium. This is Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. It's deja vu for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Stephen Crichton has picked up an intercept. He runs 60 metres to the try line and he gets the first try of the night. The Panthers are leading. It's 4-0 over the Rabbitohs. They've come down a short side. Walker, Walker out the back. Lovely work. Who else? Alex Johnson gets the first for the Rabbitohs. They bounce back straight away. He's had line break after line break down the left-hand side. Now he converts it into points. May not be slow scoring for very long. Dylan Edwards slices through. Dummy on the outside, dummy on the inside. And he comes in and puts it down one-handed. They missed him last week. He's important this week. And the scoreline, the Panthers now push out 10-4. Luttrell, he dummies lost. Oh, Brent They've got to go. Cody! Oh, oh, the crowd goes up as one. Katie Walker had Joy Arrow unmarked outside. He passed the ball. Cody, we said, passed the ball. He didn't. He threw the dummy and he's under the black dot. Gets up and plays it now. They come left-hand side. O'Sullivan wants the runner. Oh, he hit Coruscant. Here we go. Here, Here goes Latrell. He's full of running. Needs more pace. Go! Oh. Oh. He's dropped it again. Jackson Polo has dropped two in two minutes. Last tackle. Coruscant, kick, ball free. Dived on. Leonu got the four. Almost under the black dot as well. They celebrate the Panthers. I think they're right. Plays it now to Walker at dummy half. He throws long to Murray. And Murray flicks it out in the back now to Ilias. Ilias wants Kalamatangi. Oh, that is poetic. Campbell Graham gets across. It's a silky pass. It comes from you-know-who. Latrell Mitchell with the try assist. Long ball to Murray. Went out the back ball. Ilias had to go back. Quick hands. Walker. Guess who's going for the ball? Has he put it down? AJ! Oh, yes, he has. Did he put it down? Of course he did. Coruscant out of dummy half. Martin spinning scored. Well, he got the trick play in the second half. He missed the try in the first half. But when it really counted, when they really needed it, Liam Martin, the Tamora Dragon, hit the ball hard, spun out of the tackle, and broke the hearts of the South Sydney faithful. What a game. What a game of rugby league. 26-22, the Panthers over the Rabbitohs. Panthers 26, Rabbitohs 22, Thursday night footy. Gee, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed in that game. And, Sats, you said something, I don't know if it was off the air or on the air, but it was, you can't see any, on that performance, you can't see anyone beating the Panthers for the premiership. I can't. I can't see them. Uh, it showed how important Dylan Edwards missed last week. Liam Martin was went from limping to being a hero. He wasn't going to play this week. He yeah. was due back last week from an ankle injury and, and bombs two tries and scores the match-winning try. Appy Coruscant comes off the bench, comes on the field and just changes the whole dynamic of the game. And then you throw in Ivan uh, Nathan Cleary to come back. Then you Jerome Luai to come back and the world's best front rower at the moment, and James Fisher-Harris to come back as well. So to do what they did with two of their key players out and second-string halves combination 
and Api Korosau coming off the bench. Yeah, it just again, it's just another warning that they're sending to the, the rest of the competition. Yeah. It was good to see the world's greatest winger, Alex Johnston, get another couple of tries. He had to work for, for these as well. There was some there were some good signs from South. I mean, the the hands of Cody Walker and the combination with Latrell Mitchell is just mind boggling. That try. That try, I think was it a try? No, it wasn't. It was a kick downfield. It didn't end up being a try, but Early in the first half, it's just the hands out to the centres and then on to Johnson. I, I thought Cody Walker played his best game in a long time last night. I thought Johnston was good. I thought Latrell, given his – he must have a bit of a dodgy groin given the strapping he had on his leg. I thought they performed all right. I thought Damien Cook was a bit off. That pass, that pass that led to the Crichton yeah. try. You know, Unlike him, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. So – I still think there's a bit of improvement in the Rap- Rabbitohs. Lachlan Ilias's kicking game was terrible. Mm. But I'll tell you who I was really impressed with last night, and, and it blew me away how good he was, was Jamin Salmon. He's a tough player. Now, given what he's gone through with the whole Ricky Stewart thing, I thought his game last night was strong and, and a, a solid game. Yeah, he was. He, he's, he's probably more of a number 13, a lock forward, moving forward. He probably doesn't have the skill and the speed to play – Five eighth, but he's definitely one of those players you just have in your depth. When you have these injuries, you just bring him in. He does a job. When your main players come back, well, they move into the onto the bench or into second grade. So he's perfect for the depth. Can I just say I'm disgusted with some. Uh, there's a person who um, on Twitter oh, last what night. Are the odds? Know, what are I the know, odds? Twitter is just honestly. We've got to. You've got to be on it when we work in the media, obviously. But uh, there's a guy by the name of W. Sorry, R-E-W-S-T-E-R, Rooster. So obviously he hates the Rabbits. But he says, Alex Johnston is carried to the trial line again and his teammates make him look good. They draw the defence every time and he just strolls in for a try and gets all the plaudits. Are you serious? That this second guy, try he scored last night. He had to finish that off. Oh, this guy is one of the great finishers of the, in the history of the game and will probably be our greatest try scorer of all time. And that's what wingers do, Rooster they finish off the great work that everyone does on the inside. That's why they're wingers. That's right, Rooster. Um, mm. I, I was dis- disappointed in Jackson Paul on the wing, but you get that. You have your good games and your bad games. Yeah. Um, so no one will beat, no one will beat the Panthers, eh? I, you know, you've, you've got to have the Panthers to have a, like a Melbourne Storm off day, like they did in the grand final qualifier last year, the Melbourne Storm um, against Penrith. So... If they have one of those off nights, I still think they've got enough good players to cover the ones that do have an off night. It's, you know what, it's, it's got to be a pretty special team to be able to beat this Panthers side. They're right. better than last year, this Panthers side. Rightio, let's get to a break. This is Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Tanner Boyd adds the extra two. And it's full time. The Gold Coast 44, Manly 24. The losing streak has come to an end. And Manly's hopes for the season have also come to an end. The Titans winners at Seabus Super Stadium. There you have it on the weekend. The Titans winners are grinners. We only speak to winners here on Sports Day. No losers for us. Justin Holbrook, coach of the Gold Coast Titans. Welcome, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I appreciate you waiting till we won to get me on. Thanks for that. I was uh, looking at you on the uh, down on the field after the game. We called it, of course, um, 
Justin, and to see all the blood that had drained from your face was really great to see as well. There was all the pressure had gone. But um, I've got to say, were you impressed with how well your team composed themselves after the mistake from the very first tackle, the kickoff? Yeah, obviously, definitely, Sats. Yeah, I think, um, I honestly, feel like we've sort of been playing well for a few weeks. Like, even going back sort of three or four weeks to Brisbane, we're really close. You know, Phil Sammy nearly grounds a ball. Our ward try then overturned it. You know, there's a fraction in it, cost us. And then the Bulldogs, we competed hard down there, and that car runs the length of the field twice against the run of play. And we competed hard against Melbourne down there, but we let some soft tries in. And, and you know, you can't do that against a side like that. So I feel like we've been getting closer, and the, the group were really. Uh, Working hard, we we know we're having a you know tough season, but I just felt like yeah we, we were going to get it right and um, yeah just didn't know when, but it finally got it right on Sunday. And yeah, I was really happy with the way they went about it. I thought um, you know we controlled the game really well and um, got a good win, I guess in the end. And and the the combinations um, which is so important of your of your key players uh, really worked. Um, Tanner Boyd there with um, with AJ Brimson, and so is that likely to stay that way um, for the rest of the season or, or, or what, are you, what are you thinking mate are you still experimenting and thinking about next year Oh, I just, you know, but I'm trying to do both. I want to, I obviously want to win games now to, to get us away from the bottom and then also looking towards next year. So trying to do both. And I think, um, look, Toby's done a fantastic job for us all year and tried really hard. There's been a, a lot put on him and a bit of a makeshift hookers and obviously moving AJ between six and one, depending on Jaden Campbell's injury. So it's it's been hard for our spine. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, to give Tanner an opportunity there and, he, he was obviously really good for us. So, yeah, I'd like to obviously try and keep him and AJ and JC at fullback. Um, well, definitely going to keep it this week and hopefully for the next couple of weeks there yeah. because um, obviously yeah, it worked well on the weekend. Yeah, it did. Now, until that point, there's a fair bit of pressure, it seemed, on the team and on you and, and the staff uh, about not winning. And as you said, you were very, very close. Were you feeling any of that external pressure from, from media and fans? Oh, definitely. You know, it's 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 bad enough not winning. Like you, you feel bad enough just with that that fact alone, let alone everything else that goes with it. But I can't control that. You know, if um if we win games, and then that helps that. And if we don't, well, then they're going to talk about it more. So, um, yeah, I, you know, you don't like it, that's for sure. But you also got to accept it. I mean, if if we win, you know, I'm happy to talk about that as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, can't control that. You just got to make sure that we, you know, train hard, pick the right side, go out, compete, play as good as we can. And you know, if we don't win, as long as we're giving it our best shot, then that's that's what everyone in rugby league accepts. But if you know, if you don't turn up and, and not really committed, then then you know, obviously, you know, questions, you know, rightfully so, being asked. Yeah. So yeah, it's been tough, but that's the way it goes. Now you've um, you've played with a. I should say you've played with and also coached and been part of a very good uh, coaching staff at the Roosters and seen a lot of uh, high-performance players. And players, what I mean, that play origin and, and for their country. And you just mentioned Bo for more. Mm. You know, is he still only 22, 23, dull big kid? You've been around a lot of players, like I said, that have played representative footy. Do you see representative footy in Bo Fulmore in the, in the next two or three years? Yeah, definitely, Sats. I think... Um... You know, the, the one great quality that all those best, you know, great players do have is their work ethic. And 
and Bowie, like from preseason, he virtually comes sort of top two in all our all our runs, and you know competes really hard, which is what what we need more of. Um, and his development in his game, like he's still got a lot of improvement in him, and um, you know that's the exciting thing. He, he'll get really, you know, a lot better over these next couple of years. I think he's improving all the basic, you know, his catch passing. He made a break the other week, and he he, he was running the other way and turned and, and threw it back to Jaden Campbell, which was you know tremendous skill. So he's improved that a lot. He got a ricochet and a grubber kick on the weekend, and and hung on to it. So he, he, he's still improving. But yeah, I definitely think he's. Um, He'll, he'll get himself into that Queensland 17 in the next couple of years, hopefully. You, you don't want to be coming from way back, I guess, in the in that pre-season. But how important are the next three weeks? And, and, and honestly, how important is it that, that the Titans avoid the wooden spoon? Well, both. I just think, you know, you, you train all week. You want to win every, every game you play. So, you know, we've got a few to go. And... The difference from Sunday, seeing everybody at full time, is is what you want to see now for the next few weeks. Again, you want to see how hard they work all week. You want to see how they work during the game because that's what we get judged on. Um, and then you want the rewards of, of winning. That's that's why you play. So mm. uh, it's important. Yeah, it's important. You know, if we can jag, you know, we've got the Dragons on Sunday and then our last home game against the Knights. If and then we finish with the Warriors away. But you know, even just for our home fans alone, you know, we all know we can't play finals and that for for weeks now, but. It's important um, to give and to show people that you know we we are still committed and we do want to win footy games. So, uh, which which is the case, which is you know the the main thing from my point of view. You know, as coach, or don't want to be seen as um, yeah, not caring or not not giving our best. And that hasn't oh, yeah. been the case, which is good. Okay, enough talking about tactics and and rugby league on field. This is the uh, the sports day blowtorch. Okay, we're going to put you on the on the spot here. <laughs> It's not Justin now, it's Titsy, his nickname. You can pretend your your phone's not working at any point you want. Yeah, you can say pass if you want, (laughs) but we won't like it, and the listeners won't either. Okay, here we go. Justin Holbrook, if you could be any one of your players for a week, who would it be and why? Just the way they live their life or... Yep. Well, listen... Tino's obviously got all the qualities that everybody loves in terms of looks and toughness and the way he plays, and he's probably the king of the Gold Coast. But um, I'll probably go with the Prince of Palmy, uh, AJ Brimson. Yeah. He's just um, <laughs> he's the, the little the little cool cat that uh, just cruises around, and and he's far something I ever was. So I'm probably jealous of that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'll go with AJ, mate. Pretty cool little customer. You wouldn't want to be in those terrible Prince ads that they've done. Oh. How bad are those ads? And never TV. wears a shirt even oh. in the middle of winter. <laughs> love never. It. Okay, which one of your players could be Prime Minister for a day and why? Oh, definitely Jared Wallace. He's, uh, he could do it for more than a day, actually. He'd be good at it for a year. He'd have all these policies in place and uh, away he'd go. So, oh, Jay Wallace, you'd be able to convince her, that's for sure. Can't talk. And geez, the kitchen staff would be yeah. working over oh, time yeah. at Parliament House too, mm-hmm. wouldn't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coach's pet. And you can't say no one. They're all my children. You've uh, got to say, who's the one that the coach says, you know what, he is the apple of my eye? Uh, look, I guess, you know, I haven't been really happy with him this year. The last couple of weeks he's been good, Brian Kelly. But, oh, I, you know, BK was probably my pet last year. I think, um, you know, he's playing tremendous footy for us. But... Um, I'll stick with him for this year. He's come good for me the last couple of weeks, so that might you know, keep him going for the next few. Comes from an amazing long line of 
really great country rugby league players, right. the Kelly family down around the Northern Rivers. Okay, one teammate that Justin Holbrook would just refuse to live with. Former teammate? Or no, one of current the teammate. If he had to live with one of, the, one of his really players. They're not really teammates, are they? Yeah. Jeez, yeah. um, <laughs> that's tough, mate. Who's the most annoying? Um, there's too many of them as well. <laughs> they're all pretty, this is tough, Sats. They're all pretty good, those spot. guys. Mm. Yeah, I can't think who, who's annoying. Uh, no, I, I well, you haven't know. you haven't got any staff members left, so it can't be any of those. Yeah, exactly. Hey, They've all gone. <laughs> too, too soon. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you get a phone call, okay? And this is just, you know, it's an example. You get a phone call from your daughter, and she says, and she's of, of age, 18 years of age, she can have a drink, and she says, you know, Dad, I've had a little bit too much to drink. There's no Ubers, there's no taxi, but one of your players is here is willing to walk me home safely. Which player would you trust with the health of your daughter? Mo Fodawanka, mate. He's, uh, I'd send them all out with him, mate. He's a lovely young man. I go with Big Moe. Well, there you go. A great rapper. Who wouldn't it? you let take his daughter? <laughs> 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 no, don't go there. <laughs> okay, last all the one. Yeah, all yeah, the others. Exactly. <laughs> okay, last one. Which one of your players, okay, you're all sitting in a comedy club and all of a sudden the MC says, comedian's sick, can't come out on stage. So one of your players or staff has to get up and give a 10 to 15-minute comedy skit. Who could it be? Oh, I think uh, probably Jimmy Lenahan, the assistant coach, he'd get up there with a few jokes, end up singing a few songs. He's, he's pretty lively, Jimmy, so he'd, he'd probably entertain us. Nice. Beauty. There you go. There Good stuff, left. Before we let you go, Cam Green wants to say uh, a word. Hey, Justin, yeah, thanks for having me. That's... Oh, no, that was for you. I was at. Oh, I finally got someone on the air called Justin oh, instead of Jason. It's great. Oh. Hey, Justin Holbrook, uh, coach of the Titans. Congratulations on that uh, first win in ten weeks on the weekend. Good luck against the Dragons mm. uh, this weekend, and looking ahead to next year. It sounds sounds pretty promising. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Yeah, it is. Uh, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here for your weekend. Queensland is your place to race this year. Plenty of racing around southeast Queensland and far north Queensland this weekend. Chris Nelson, hello, mates. Hello, Jace. Hello, Sats. Uh, yeah, plenty of racing this week. Uh, you talk of Cairns, of course, where oh, my favourite the place. Newmarket. Yeah, well, you should be there, Jase. The Cairns New Market on Saturday, the Cairns Cup the following Saturday. You could have a week's holiday in between. Uh, well, yeah, I could. And then I, I'm going to Bali, though. I need to save my money for that. I don't think uh, cheap it's, over there. every time I go to Cairns, I do manage to spend a few at the pub. So I can't do that. Yes, well. What are the feature races, uh, Chris O? Yeah, the Cairns New Market is the feature, Jace. That's uh, that's later in the day. We see the clash there of uh, Dr. Zeus and Wren's Day, who battled out the Cleveland Bay finish at Townsville a couple of weeks ago. There was only a, an eyelash between them, so maybe Dr. Zeus can turn the tables this time around. Uh, at Doombin, of course, we've got a, a nine racer there. Looking forward to seeing Go Wanji going around again. He faces open company for the first time. Larry Cassidy's riding at 54. 
Uh, we spoke to Larry Cassidy on the punters, mate, on Friday. He's have to do a little bit of wasting and a little bit of dieting to get down to that weight. But what do you do? We all worth just, it. I... just asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he went on the CSIRO well-being diet. I think it was. So you can look that up online, Joe. So I won't go into it. But I looked it up myself. It's soup, isn't <laughs> it? It looks, uh, it looks promising. No, I don't <laughs> think so. He said he was still eating okay, but he wasn't. As long as you're not feeling hungry, that's the problem I have. I'm always looking for something to eat. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I don't feel hungry because I just eat all the time, so I'm okay. <laughs> now, now, Sats loves a good tip. And yes. I guess, and it's your tip this week is disappointing because you've had a shocker over the last few weeks, and and I will mention that. But your well, you tip, did. your tip, you have. Oh, yeah. Uh, but your tip this week, I'm telling you right now, the connections, when they hear this, of this horse, will be saying this. Oh, God. What's your tip? <laughs> well, you think I'm going to say go Wanji, don't you? Well, you are. Well, I, no, maybe I won't, because I think $1.40 is probably a little bit too short. If, I, oh, if I'm running please. around tipping what? horses at $1.40, I need to return my tipper's license, or it'll get taken off me, one or the other. So... I'll go with something at a little bit better value on an each-way basis. So there's my disclaimer. Race 8, number 8, Caffrey. First up, Desley Forster and the informed Jimmy Byrne. A couple of trials have both been good, especially the latest. Very unlucky not to win first up last campaign. So between probably 5 and $6, Sats, that's a bit better than $1.40, isn't it? That's more like it, absolutely. Yeah, you can't but... feed the family on $1.40. Uh, gamble Not responsibly, really, no. and you don't gamble uh, to feed families, guys. Can I just say that, please? <laughs> Can I? What would you buy for a dollar forty? You can't even get two dollar noodles for a dollar forty. A hot dog at Costco? Are they a dollar ninety nine? Well, are they ninety nine cents? Yeah, still dis- they're good. Those hot dogs too. Have you had one of those? <laughs> How many have you got to buy? One. No, these are the ones at the oh, a- the little cafe at the oh, front. So you okay. go in there, pick up gotcha. a coffin, and grab a hot dog on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't even get a bunning sausage for a dollar forty. No, you wouldn't either. No, they're yeah. three fifty, I think now too. Yeah. Well, actually, our order's about fifteen bucks, so that's all. <laughs> I, that's all I know. All right, anything else, mate? No, we'll leave it at that. Uh, he'll run well. Oh, look, the other one there probably should mention uh, race seven. There was only two chances here on paper: Night Mariner number two and Mary Mary Me number thirteen. Night Mariner's been scratched. I'm not sure why, so it looks a lovely race for number 13. Merry me. Race 7, number 13 for Jimmy Orman. Rightio. No worries. Now I feel like a hot dog. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I got a hot dog out of racing. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Nelson, have a great weekend, buddy. You too. All the best, guys. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sport? We should change that to what hasn't got us excited about the weekend in sport. Plenty of sport around this weekend. Jeez, I tell you what, the AFL final round, a lot of teams trying to get into that Mm. top four. Can I kick it off? Off you go. I want to see Carlton beat Collingwood on Sunday afternoon. What a clash that'll be at the G. Um, Carlton, if they win, will be playing finals. Collingwood, if they win, a very good chance of playing in the top four, making the top four of the AFL. The other one, of course, I'm looking for is the Swannies and St Kilda will round out uh, the final round of the AFL, and they'll take a week off to just have a rest and a cup of tea and some bickies. What about you, mate? Uh, I'm looking forward to early Sunday morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time, 2 a.m., 
It's called The Rage on the Red Sea, which is the rematch between Alexander Usyk from the Ukraine up against Anthony Joshua. It's the second time they fought. And now that Tyson Fury has confirmed his retirement, all the belts. So there's four belts that are up for up for grabs for this fight. So I can't wait for that. 2 a.m. in Saudi Arabia. Are you getting up for that or? Absolutely, I will. Are you paying for it? Oh, well, listen, if the Sporting Globe was open, I would be going there at 2 a.m. to watch it. I'll come around. I'll bring some donuts. Yep. And some tequila. What a party that would be. Donuts and tequila. How about tequila? Oh, dun, dun, Everyone's dun, had a bad dun, night dun, on tequila. Drink, dun, drink dun, responsibly. Dun, 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 dun. Well, there's about a billion Mexicans who would argue with that. They've had some very good times on that. Hey, we've got to go. This has been Off the Bench. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, we'll catch you Monday night for sports. Are you yawning? No. Yeah, you were. Uh, we'll catch you Monday night. See ya. See ya.